0: Give God some praise this morning. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here. It's a wonderful morning. Oh my goodness. I want to say good morning to those of you who are here with us worshiping personally and those of you who are watching us this morning. If you're watching on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or you are engaging within our live chat room found on our church website, I want to say welcome to St. Paul online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage along with you this morning. But I want to, real quick, I want you to invite you to share this experience with others. So if you're watching us on Facebook, share to your personal timeline. You can also tag those whom you want to invite within the post, if you are on YouTube, Subscribe to our channel and then text this link to the worship service to your personal network. And if you are in the chat room or on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. But I just want to say good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone. Reverend Dia will come now, he will be our worship leader today. Why don't you put your hands together for him as he shall come?
1: Good morning, St. Paul. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Let me say that again so I can make sure I'm not talking to myself this morning. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. We know that our blessings don't come from the government they certainly don't come from family frenemies or co-workers they definitely don't come from some jolly fat guy some white guy that appears once a year all blessings come from God above praise God from whom all blessings flow not 50% of the blessings not some of the blessings all of the blessings if you know it is a profound blessing that you are in the house of God one more time open your mouth put your hands together and join the choir for our opening hymn Verses forty one through fifty-two. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. And when he was twelve years old they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival ended and they started to return home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was with the group of travelers, they went a day's journey start to look for him among the relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, child, why have you treated us like this? Look at your father and I." been searching for you in great anxiety he said to them why are you searching for me did you not know that I must be in my father's house but they did not understand what he said at the time then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them his mother treasured this all the days of her heart and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God let us pray God, we invite your presence into this sacred space this morning. God, whatever we have going on this morning that may distract us from giving you all the honor, the praise, and the glory that you deserve, God, we ask that you would move those things to the side. Have your will and have your way this morning, God. God, we ask that you would be with Minister Eric Edwards anoint his words. God crowned him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Allow his words to be your words this morning, God. Allow those words to convince the unconvinced to be convinced, God. Those words to give us a reminder of your power of reconciliation, your power, and our resilience. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Spirit, the people of God say, Matthew 1 and 23, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father prince of peace of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore
0: Some glory, because we know he reigns. Oh, come on, you can do a whole lot better than that. Aren't you happy this morning that we know that he still reigns? To God we give the glory. I'm going to invite Sister Gwen Garnett to come now, and um, she has a special announcement for us, If she will come at this time. Good morning, everybody. Happy holidays, it's good to see you here this morning. We're continuing the last appeal for holiday for a pastor and his wife. But as pastor said last Sunday, forget about him. Yesterday was Pier's birthday, First Lady Pierce's birthday. So if you have a desire to contribute a gift, I know a lot of you already have, um, a card, a thank you note, uh, a note of appreciation and love. Or if you want to give something, I'm sure that the finance team, as Jared did last week, just have you raise your hands and he'll come to you and get whatever you desire to give. I pray you have a blessed rest of the holiday and be safe and wear your mask. Amen, amen. Come on, let's give God some praise for that special announcement. I have a few observations that I want to share with us before as we move on. The Chris, uh, For the Christmas holidays, the church office is closed until Monday, January the 3rd um, at 9 o'clock a.m. We'll still host a quick 15 on December the 29th, along with hosting our live Kaya Charlotte broadcast, which will be held on Wednesday, December the 29th. All Sunday morning live classes are canceled um, Sunday, December the 26th, that's today, to allow our Sunday morning live teachers time for the holiday break. We will not host our Sunday morning classes today, and of course, you all already know that. Especially if you are a part of our Sunday school, you know that the classes were not held today. Um, adult classes will resume on Sunday, January the 2nd, 2022. Children and youth classes will resume Sunday, January the 9th. The last Kaya experience of the year will take place this Wednesday, December the 29th at 7 o'clock p.m. Join Pastor Scott along with Minister Joshua Jordan and Christina Pickett of the Kaya Charlotte team. For a discussion entitled, Unwrapping Your Gifts. This will be a live interactive broadcast airing on all of our channels. It will air on Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, our church website, and through our phone live streaming service. This is going to be a great Kaya experience, and so I encourage each and every one of you to tune in on Wednesday, December 29th at 7 o'clock p.m great announcement on Friday, December 31st, 2021, we will host a New Year's Eve in person and virtual worship service at 7 o'clock p.m. We will also air this service at 10 o'clock p.m. During this time, we will hold our annual memorial service where we will allow room for the disciples of St. Paul to recognize their loved ones that have passed in 2021. We also want to take a moment for our loved ones who have died of either the COVID virus or complications associated with it from January 2020 to now. If you are interested in the name of your loved one being recognized, please fill out the form on our church website. The deadline to submit their names is Wednesday, December 29, 2021. This is also an exciting announcement. In January, we will be a COVID vaccination site once again. For all three formulas, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, this is open to all. If you have not gotten a dose, we will do first dose, we will do second dose, and there will be booster doses. Um, The time is from 10 o'clock a.m. to 5 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday, January the 12th. That is good news. If you have family members, friends that you know that have not been vaccinated, we want to encourage each and every one of us to get our family members and our friends vaccinated. That's a great announcement, isn't it? Come on, come on, come on. You can do a whole lot better than that. Come on, because we all know that COVID is real. I know some people are still walking around saying it's not real, but COVID is real. Especially if you've had a loved one who has passed away or even a loved one who has suffered with complications of COVID. COVID is real. Amen. Amen. So I'm excited that St. Paul is going to be a site in January. To God be the glory. Come on, let's give God some praise for that because that's good news. That's good news. A lot of times we want to talk about bad news, but let's talk about some good news. Amen. This is also some good news. Um, TNT online restarts Thursday, January 13th. That is absolutely good news. Um, Last week, we closed out the series on the book of James and shut down our midweek Bible study, TNT online. But Thursday noon and Thursday night teaching... We will take a break during the holiday and return on Thursday, January 13th, 2022. And we look forward to your interactive participation at 12 and at 7 o'clock PM. That also is good news. New CEO class starts on Saturday, January 15th at 10 o'clock AM. Now that's some good news. We look forward to starting a new session of CEO Christian education orientation in January. Our first session will take place Saturday, January 15th. If you would like to enroll in this session, please contact our church office and leave a message with Deacon Marilyn White. Call here um, to the church at 704-334-5309. That is also some absolutely good news. Children and Youth Church Restarts. Now this is some good news for some parents. (laughs) Oh, come on here. You know y'all excited about it. Um, I'm excited about it. I know that our youth pastor is excited, but it will restart on Sunday, January the 15th. Starting on the 3rd Sunday in January, we will restart our children and youth church. We look forward to inviting the church back into their own worship service. We will have more information over the next few weeks on how to plan to safely open the service and how families can pre-check their children and youth to allow for a streamlined process on the second and third Sundays. Now, I don't know about you, but we wanna make sure that our children are safe as well. So we are working to make sure that that happens so that we will have a streamlined process. And so we want to give you more information over the next few weeks. We would like to invite all of our St. Paul Reentry committee members to join us in a virtual meeting. I think that sounds like I'm in that meeting. Okay, on Thursday, January the 6th at 6 o'clock p.m. As we prepare to reopen our youth and um, children's church service, this meeting is open to all key leaders, children and youth ministry volunteers, and our entire church staff. Then we will host a walkthrough training on Saturday, January the 15th, to make sure that everyone is equipped to handle all of the details surrounding the reopening of this service. All we wanna say is we're taking all necessary precautions to make sure that when our children and youth service is reopened, that our children are safe. Aren't you glad about that? Come on, aren't you glad about that? That we are making sure that we don't just reopen just to be reopening, we wanna make sure That our volunteers, our youth pastor, our children are safe during this process. So we all are right now. Give God some praise. Give God some praise, because this church is making sure that everybody is taken care of during this process. Um, we will uh, we actually everyone who desires, and we've been talking about this for weeks to attend, that they register online. I hope that this has been a good process for you. Registration is now open for next Sunday. If you have your phones open while viewing us on TV or on your computer, you can scan the QR code showing on the screen. You can also click on the link that our digital ministers are sharing in the chat box. When you register online, you will be asked to complete a pre-screening health questionnaire. If we have visitors who do not register in advance, we were required that they register on site. Listen, again, we want to be able to provide necessary contact tracing if it becomes necessary. But I think we've been doing a great job, don't you? Oh, come on. We ought to give God some praise. We ought to give God some praise. And you know what? Um, I believe that most of us have heeded the caution to get vaccinated. It's not a requirement. But brothers and sisters, we want you all to be vaccinated. We strongly recommend it, and we ask you to tell your friends and your family to also to be vaccinated. To God, we give the glory for all of our announcements this morning. Let's give God some praise for everything that we have shared. To God, we give the glory. To God, we give the glory for the great things that he is doing within St. Paul Church and here in our community. But I want to take the time now to share some news, some things that we need to pray about this week. The family of Sister Fame Clay, she passed away this week. She is the sister of Disciple Sister Lane Sales. Her service will be held this Thursday here at St. Paul, December 30th. Um, the quiet hour will be held at 11 o'clock AM. The service will be held at 12 o'clock PM. I found out something as I was having a conversation with Faye um, the other day, I didn't realize that they were twins. So it's one thing to lose a sibling, but to lose a twin is probably more difficult. So I'm asking all of us to keep her in our prayers. And we will have a great celebration for her on this Thursday, but we also want you to keep the family of Sister Mary P. Steele in your prayers. Um, Sister Steele is the mother of Sister Jatania Steele. Her service is pending. Please, please, please keep that family in your prayers. We also want you to keep the family of Sister Joanne Potts-Smith, the wife of Brother Brian Smith. Um, She is the mother of Sister Joanne Potts and she's the sister of Sister Patricia Dykes and brother-in-law is Brother Willie Dykes. Her service was held this past Monday here at St. Paul. We also want you to keep the family of Sister Loretta Gilliard the sister of Brother Tyron Davis and Sister Sharon Davis. Her service was held Monday at Greater Myers Chapel here in the city of Charlotte. But we also want you to keep the family of Brother Wilson, Junior Johnson, the nephew of Brother Tyron Davis and Sister Sharon Davis. That family really experienced a lot of grief this week and we want to keep them in our prayers. But we also want to keep in our prayers some of the individuals who have been hospitalized, some people who have been down, um, Sister Claudette White-Smith, Sister Hattie Weathers, Brother Felix Bird Jr., Brother Jamal Washington. Um, Please keep in your prayers, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond and Sister Thomasine Drummond. Listen, we need to keep each other. We need to keep each other prayed up, amen? Come on, we need to keep each other prayed up. Um, Brother Dia is going to come, and he is going to lead us to the throne of grace. So please please turn your attention to Brother Dia.
1: Let us go to God in prayer. God of peace, God of justice, God of righteousness, God of laughter and love, we come to you this morning as humble as we know how, God, saying thank you. Thank you, God, for the many blessings that you have given us that we know we don't deserve, but you give anyway. God, thank you for another day to attempt to get this thing called life right, knowing that even when we get it wrong, God, that we are still abundantly loved by you. God, we say thank you for this community that brings us together. God, thank you for St. Paul. God, thank you for every pastor past and present that has served this congregation. God, thank you for the life and legacy and ministry of Bishop, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. God, yes. may he rest in peace. Yes. God, yes. thank you for our pastor, Dr. Scott. God, for leading us through this pandemic, God. Yes. God, thank you for his family, for being a living embodiment of what it means to be faithful and disciplined to the calling that you have placed upon our lives. God, thank you for every ministry in this congregation that continues to do the work of kingdom building in spite of this pandemic. God, we say thank you. Thank you. God, thank you for pouring into us in a way that no one else can. God, thank you. God, we can't say thank you enough for the many things that you continue to do for us, God. But thank you, God. Thank you, you, God. God, Thank you, Thank you, God. God, you've heard the names this morning, God. Wrap your loving arms around those that are processing the loss of loved ones this morning, God. Be with them in a mighty way, God. Move only as you can this morning, God. Be with them. God, be with those that are incarcerated. God, be with our brothers and sisters that assume that the church has turned their back on them, God. Let them know that there is still a place in your kingdom for them, God. God, let our siblings at the borders that are still locked up in cages know that you are still there for them, God. God, be with those that are dealing with housing insecurity, dealing with food insecurity, dealing with employment insecurity. God, answer their prayers this morning, God. Show up in a mighty way as only you can, God. God, give us a reminder that in spite of how wicked and evil this world is, that ultimately all power is in your hands, God. Give us a reminder, God, that you sit high and look low. God, we stand on solid rock this morning, and we claim, God, that 2022, God, will be a blessed year for our community, God. We know that 2022, God, will be a blessed year for our community, God. And for that, God, we give you a preemptive praise. Thank you, this Lord. morning. Thank you, Lord. We claim it now, Thank God. In the name Thank of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Lord. Spirit, God, Thank we you, claim Jesus. it now. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 What a powerful, powerful prayer. Reverend dear to God we give the glory. I felt that prayer. Did anybody else feel that prayer? I know that that prayer made it to the throne room of God, and God heard the prayers of his people today. To God, we give the glory for our prayer time. But brothers and sisters, it's giving time. Amen. I said it's giving time. This is the time within our worship experience where we give back to God that which he has blessed us with. Does anybody feel blessed today? Um, Come on. We're in the Christmas season. Oh, come on. Come on. You can do a whole lot better than that. Come on, you can do a whole lot better than that. When I think about all of the gifts we had under the tree, and I think about all of the things that God has already done for us, the mere fact that he woke us up this morning, the mere fact that we had a car to drive us over here to worship, we ought to give him praise. The mere fact that we have a sanctuary that is safe, that we can come and worship him in spirit and in truth, that's enough reason to give God some praise. I don't know about you, but I feel like running around the church when I think about all of the things that we went through in 2021 that we are still going through, but the mere fact that we are still here. Oh, hallelujah. We are still here. We're still in our right mind. We drove here to worship today. God woke us up he touched us with his finger of love and he said come on wake up one more day one more day i've got work i need for you to do you ought to give him praise come on if you're still here that means god has something he wants all of us to do oh my god it's really not about us it's not about us it really is not about the presence under the tree it's not about To give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's offering time. And this is the time we bring back our tithes. We bring back that tenth that belongs to God. That's holy unto God. But we don't just bring our tithes. We bring offerings as well. Listen, if you don't have electronics, you don't have a cell phone, you don't have an iPad. If you have an offering envelope, you can get an offering om- envelope this morning and you can fill your check out. You can put your cash in the envelope. Our church office is closed with public access, but we do hold limited office hours for those who desire to drop off your tithes and offerings. Although the safest way to handle your envelopes is through the United States Postal Service. You can mail those um, offering envelopes in You can mail them in to our church office, St. Paul Baptist Church, 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. You can also give through ACS, or you can give through Givelify. Those are ways that you can give today, or you can put your offering in the basket that is in front of you. Let us look to the Lord for prayer. Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you, and Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to give back to you that which you have blessed us with. God, we bring back the tithe. We bring not only the tithe, God, but we also bring an offering. And we say thank you, Father. Thank you for blessing us with the ability to give. God, thank you for the resources that you have blessed us with. And so, God, this morning. We ask for every hand that is lifted today. We ask for a special blessing upon them. Bless their households. Bless them, God, some 100 fold. Oh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that because of our giving today, That our church will be able to continue to do the work that you called us to do. But it will also cause all of us as givers to be blessed even the more. God, thank you. Bless each household. Bless them, oh God, in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may give at this time. As you are giving, wait just a second, just one more second. Um, I want to um, tell you that as you give and after we give today, I want to introduce our preacher. Everybody know our preacher today? (laughs) He is um, young minister Eric Edwards. Oh, come on, we gotta give God some praise in here for him. I'm so excited watching him growing up in this sanctuary, in this church. He has been so helpful to us as we have been able to um, really get going. Our check-in process, he was very, very, um, yes, come on, put your hands together. Those of you who know, he trained us and he's gonna continue to train us to God we give the glory. I just ask that you all not sit and see some judgment, but I want to say to you today to pray for him, pray with him as God breathes on him during this moment and anoints him afresh as he stands to deliver the word. The choir is going to sing, and after they sing, the next voice you will hear will be that of Minister Eric Edwards, who is a student at Duke Divinity School. Come on, we ought to give God some praise for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at a real school. is excited because that's pastor school too. I, I'm not going to hate on you. I went to Hood, another good school, but you still at Duke. It's all right. To God we give the glory. Why don't you all pray for him as he shall come. Choir, you may sing.
2: give up
3: Amen. Keep those hands going. Is it anybody who's glad that Jesus came into this world for you and me? Is anybody who's glad that God brought you to this last Sunday of 2021? It could have been different. Oh, I said it could have been different. We've had so many funerals here in the past three weeks, but you are still here. Is it anybody who's just glad to just be in worship just one more time to give our good and gracious God the praise that he so richly and rightfully to deserve. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I uh, first want to give honor and praise to God, my Father, to Jesus Christ, our Savior, to the Holy Spirit, our God. Thank you, oh God, for allowing me to do the thing that I love the most, which is to proclaim your gospel. And To our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Come on, let's put our hands together for him. He is a great leader, great teacher, great preacher, great pastor. He deserves to be thanked for all that he does for this church. I also want to say thank you to all of the family members that I've had to come on this Sunday. It means a lot. It means a lot to be up here on this final Sunday of 2021. I don't want to belabor you with long introductions, but I would like to go ahead and get to the text. Let's, let's pray first before we get to the text. God, we come before you just to say thank you. God, we pray that in this moment you speak, oh God. We want to hear you. Oh God, allow me to utter the words that God you have placed on my heart. Allow me to proclaim your mighty word. God, I hide me behind the cross so that your people can see you and not see me, because we all need you in this time. Help me to, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, O oh God. In Jesus' name that I pray, amen. Uh, for this brief time, I would like to call our attention to Luke chapter 2, verses 25. Through thirty-five, Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. And it reads, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken to him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Uh, For this brief time, I would like to preach from the subject, Jesus, the destined Savior. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our good and gracious God shall stand forever. On this final Sunday of 2021, I would like to proclaim that humanity is limited. We are creatures that are finite and bound by our creatureliness. A part of our creatureliness is the viewpoint that we are at the center of creation. And for some strange reason, humanity possesses the desire to want to be in control of everything. We want things to work the way that we want them to. We want everything to revolve around us. And if we're being honest, this viewpoint has caused us to operate as if God is not real or if God is playing second fiddle to us. We operate as if God does not hold the whole of time and eternity in the hollow of his hands. And even worse, we act as if we are God. Theologians would say that this viewpoint came from the original sin and fall of humanity. Other theologians argue that humanity was and continues to be motivated by selfish ambition. I believe it's the world-renowned Dieter Bonhoeffer who argues that humanity wants creation to be modeled after ourselves. Isn't that a shame? He says that we're in a condition known as siket deus. This is a state of death. In this condition, humanity attempts to stand at the center. In this condition, humanity is attempting to cut itself off from God, the life source. In this condition, humanity is attempting to survive on its own. However, I believe that humanity can't. And even if we tried to survive on our own, we would, in fact, fail. I contend that because of our inability to survive on our own, there is an extreme need For God. That's why I love how God addresses the prophet Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel various times, God calls Ezekiel mortal. Notice that this is both a title and an attribute. It is a constant reminder of who and what we are. We are the creation and we are mortal. We are the creation and we are in need of our creation. Beloved, simply put, we need God. In our society, there is a constant need for God's presence and action. When we look at the current state of affairs, Republicans and Democrats both appearing as if they want to do what's best of those who need assistance, but we still need God's action and presence. I'm tired of hearing about gun violence and murder in our community. I'm tired of logging onto my ring app and seeing that somebody else who lives about a mile or two away from my apartment complex in Durham continues to shoot. I'm tired of hearing about rising crime rates. I contend that we, in fact, need God's action and presence. And I believe that in this 21st century, it's time for humanity to move towards this realization. We've got to move towards the recognition that it is God who we rely on And not ourselves. And if I can just do a quick church check, is it anybody here who knows that God still is our refuge and strength? That when things started happening in your life and in the community, you know the only one you could turn to was God. Is it anybody here who still believes that you need God? Is anybody here who still knows that God supplies all of your needs? The government can't give some things. The state legislator can't give some things. But only God can give some things that you need. Is there anybody here who knows that on this morning? And I submit that in our passage for this morning. We learn about a God who meets the needs of his people by sending his only son, Jesus Christ. In the passage, Jesus is already born. Mary has completed the purification custom and jesus is at least 40 days old if you want to know how just go back and read leviticus 12 you'll see that jesus is in fact 40 days old or around that so therefore their next steps are to present to present jesus as holy to the lord because he is the firstborn male child of mary in the passage we are quickly introduced to a man named simeon simeon is described as being a devout and righteous jew Being devout, Simeon is a God-fearing and pious man. Being righteous, Simeon is just in the eyes of God. Luke reveals to us that Simeon is looking forward to the consolation of Israel. Simply put, Simeon is awaiting the day when God will comfort and come to the aid of Israel. Simeon is awaiting God's action. And at some point in Simeon's life, Luke tells us that the Holy Spirit comes upon him. The Holy Spirit does not not only give Simeon the blessing of his presence, but the Holy Spirit also reveals something imperative to Simeon. Luke tells us that the Holy Spirit reveals that Simeon shall not see death until he has seen the Lord's Messiah. The Holy Spirit makes this bold promise to Simeon, and I will also submit that Simeon was bold for listening to a promise like this. Notice that the Holy Spirit is resting on Simeon. God has given Simeon the blessing of his presence and word. It's a manifestation of God on Simeon. But notice what happens next. The New Revised Standard Version. Bible reveals that the Holy Spirit guides Simeon into the temple. At some point, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus shows up and the Holy Spirit tells Simeon, that's the one. This is the child I want you to see. Simeon takes the child, praises God, and utters an oracle. Simeon declares that his death is now imminent because he has, in fact, seen the Lord's Messiah. He has seen that the Lord's salvation is for all people. Luke tells us that Mary and Joseph are astonished. They are amazed. However, this feeling will not last too long because Simeon looks at Mary and tells her that her child is dead destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel. Semen also tells her that your own soul will be pierced with a sword. It's mighty strange how something so joyful can turn so dark. It sounds like the story of our lives. At one moment, moment we experience something good, but at the next moment, we're experiencing something bad. But despite the fact that things, despite the fact that things that life throws your way, I'm just trying to do another church. Share. Is it anybody here who is grateful for the coming of Jesus? I sure know the people of that day. Was well, it anybody who was grateful that nearly 2000 years ago, God looked at our knees and supplied us with the very thing that we need? The Bible says, for God so loved the world. That he gave. Oh, y'all acting like Jesus not real this morning. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Can somebody just clap your hands and shout for Jesus on this morning? Oh, come on. You're not clapping for me. I said clap for Jesus. Because it's what God did for humanity. So in the text, I believe that there are two imperative things concerning Christ. Firstly, the text is tailored to teach us about God's faithfulness through the reality of his son. I'm going to say that again. The text is tailored to teach us in verses 29 through 32 about God's faithfulness through the reality of his son. In verses 29 through 32, Simeon arrived at the temple under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We don't know if he got there at the same time as Mary and Joseph or if Simeon got there before or afterwards. All we know is that this moment was so imperative that God, through the Holy Spirit, ensured that Simeon would be at the right place at the right time. In the temple, Simeon is looking around, trying to find the Lord's Messiah. And then suddenly, he lays eyes on Jesus. And I can visualize God just whispering in Simeon's ear, saying, that's my boy. He's the one that I brought you in here for. Simeon took Jesus in his hands and spoke an oracle. And notice that this oracle by Simeon is bearing witness to God's faithfulness through the reality of his son. Simeon states that his eyes have seen the Lord's salvation for the whole world. And Christ is a light for revelation to the Gentiles and uh, for glory to Israel. And notice that there are many moving parts in this pericope, but I still proclaim that they all hint at God's faithfulness through the reality of his son. In the text, the original Greek uses the word salvation as an adjective. If you recall from English class, an adjective is a word or phrase naming an attribute that is related to a noun. An adjective is used to describe a noun. In other words, when we view the text, salvation is not only what Jesus does, but it's also who Jesus is. Jesus is salvation. Salvation and saving are who Jesus is. And when we realize God's action in the whole Bible, we come to realize that we serve a God who is salvation. We serve a God who constantly saves. And as the text continues, we read verses 31 to 32. We recognize that God has prepared his salvation in the form of Jesus Christ for all of humanity. Jesus is for the Jew and the Greek. Jesus is for the black and the white. God doesn't want anybody to be excluded from experiencing the reality of Jesus. Because as we previously mentioned, salvation is who Jesus is. I contend that this shows us the faithfulness of God who is willing to act on behalf of his sick, sinful humanity. It shows a God who wants everybody to be brought to him and enjoy the things that he offers. We know this because verse 32 is rooted in the book of Isaiah. So if you go back to the book of Isaiah and specifically chapter 42, verses 6 through 7, the Bible says, I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations to open the eyes that are blind. In Isaiah 49, 6, the Bible says, I would give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. In other words, God is a God who desires to be the God of all of humanity. In the Old Testament, God wanted other nations to see his faithfulness. Therefore, God wanted the Israelites to bear witness of him and to be a light to those who did not know him. Or to those who knew him, as some of us do, and just neglect that his presence in our lives is in fact real. Although this part of Simeon's oracle is rooted in the Old Testament, we must recognize that God's plan is still the same. God still wants all of humanity to come to him the only difference is the one thing that would be a light to the revelation of the Gentiles and for the glory of Israel is Jesus Christ when you look at Jesus I submit that you see God's faithfulness oh somebody's not happy today I said when you look at Jesus the one who came for you and me you see God's faithfulness okay I'm put it a different way God didn't have to do it but God did because of God's faithfulness yeah And notice that God wanted the nation's eyes to be open to who he really is. Therefore, God offers someone who came for everyone. Through this child, those who neglected God can see who God is and what he does. Through this child, those eyes who are blind will be opened. This infant child is the one who will save the lost. It's a salvation that no false God, no golden image, no president, no mayor, no senator, no congressman, no mayor, no, no state legislator, no king, nobody can offer it because it is a salvation that comes from the highest God who is Yahweh. In ancient society, the people of the time needed to experience God's faithfulness through the reality of his son. They engaged in immoral practices and false worship like we do. They had unjust rulers, and they loved God numerous times so, they, so that they can be like other nations, like we do. And at the end of the day, they needed Jesus to fix some things for them. But I proclaim that even in the 21st century, we as a people still need to experience God's faithfulness through the reality of his son. Because every time I turn on the news, I think to myself, Jesus, we need you. If you allow me to call the roll of all the things that's going on, I can tell you why we still need Jesus in the 21st century. This Omicron variant of COVID-19 is running running rampant. Jesus, we need you. 5.4 million people have died from COVID-19. Jesus, we need you. 13.4% of 42 million people of the U.S. population are living below the poverty line. Jesus, we need you. 43,740 people died in 2021 from gun violence. Jesus, we need you. Between 2019 and 2020, the U.S. homicide rate rose by 30%. Jesus, we need you. Global warming is being experienced everywhere in the world. Jesus, we need you. In 2021, as many as 811 million people out of 7 billion people continue to go to bed hungry. Jesus, we need you. Uh, so what does this mean for us? It means that we have to put aside our human arrogance and our self-centeredness and recognize that God did what God did and what God continues to do. It means that we've got to realize that we can't save ourselves. We've got to move past this self-sufficient culture and recognize that nobody can do nothing that we need and nobody can replace nothing that God does because God is the one. Who can only do what God does? (laughs) Simply put, my friends, we are reliant on God. Uh, But I'm so glad that it was a Jewish brother by the name of Simeon who uttered the words, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Because of Jesus, salvation has entered the world. Because of Jesus, we are witnessing God's faithfulness to humanity is anybody here is anybody in here who is glad that god decided to intercede on your behalf oh because like i said earlier god did not have to do it but he did god interceded on humanity's behalf is anybody here who still knows that god works is it anybody here i'm gonna say it again is anybody here who knows that god works i'm not saying it for me i'm saying it for god because after all that we know that god has done for ourselves we should know that nobody can do what god does and that god works profoundly in our lives god looked at us and said i'm going to send my salvation the bible says for unto us the child is born unto us a son is given and his name will be called wonderful i said his name will be called wonderful his name will be called counselor mighty god everlasting father the prince of peace the bible says the lord is my light and my salvation oh hallelujah because of god his faithfulness is still in humanity is anybody glad about it is anybody glad that god has not given up on us because he has the right to after all that we do to him god has not given up on humanity But secondly, and finally, before I lose my voice, the text is tailored to teach us that there is a prophecy concerning the son. At this point in the text, we notice that Mary and Joseph are amazed at Simeon's oracle about Jesus. I mean, they just heard good things. He's salvation, right? He's a light of revelation to the Gentiles. He's glory for Israel. That's good. Every parent wants to hear that about their child. They're proud parents after hearing such great things about their child. But when we get to verses 34 through 35, there is a change in Simeon's words. The words shift from being joyful and exciting to being rather gloomy. Simeon contends that this child is destined for the falling and the rise of many in Israel. And to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. This prophecy that Simeon has uttered is rather gloomy. Can't you see it? I mean, the fall of many. Right? Opposing. That's not good. In other words, society. My fault. The words shift from being joyful. Deciding to being rather gloomy. Simeon contends that this child is destined, my friends, for the fall and rising. This prophet, as Simeon's other, cause some things to shift in society. In other words, society will, in fact, become divided. Unity will be hard to come by when this child grows up because everybody will not follow him. Jews and Gentiles would differ on whether they follow Jesus or not. There will be those who will have faith in Jesus. And on the other hand, there will be those who will not have faith in Jesus. But notice that this prophecy takes a further turn because Mary will be affected by Jesus's presence on earth. At the conclusion of his prophecy, my friends. Simeon tells Mary, and a sword will pierce your own soul. Typically, the word sword is associated with military war and battle language. But Simeon uses this word to describe Mary's imminent emotion. Indeed, Mary will feel the pain of what's going to happen to her son. Mary will mourn. She will cry. She will lament. She will suffer emotionally. Because of what would happen to Jesus. And we can see Mary's lament. After Jesus has died. And John wrote. Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And to be honest. As a parent. This prophecy is surely bad news. As a parent. I surely don't want somebody prophesying. Something like that over my son. What parent wants to hear. A prophecy like this about their child. What parent wants to encounter a man that they never met before and hear that that man tell you that you're going to feel pain and lament because of the division that will surround your child? This is nothing, my friends, that a parent wants to hear. It causes one to almost feel sorry for Mary. We all know that when Jesus walked on this earth, he had numerous run-ins with Jewish sects known as Pharisees and Sadducees. Some Jews believed in him while others did not. And we know this prophecy that Simeon has uttered not only revealed what would cause Jesus' death, but it reveals how divided society is even after Jesus' fleshly body is no longer on earth. If you recall in Acts, there are Jews who feel so strongly about preserving the norm of society and their beliefs that they're willing to commit violence. In Acts 14, Paul and Barnabas faced a hostile crowd of Jews and Gentiles. And after Paul and Barnabas worked a miracle in Lystra and Derbe and proclaimed the good news of Jesus, the Jews hyped the crowd up. Paul was stoned and almost lost his life. Because of his witness to Christ. Can't you see the dangerous effects of Jesus' coming? Division, violence, and divisiveness are present. And we know that Simeon's words did not fall by the wayside because division is present in our society. I contend that division is a great threat to humanity's existence and reality. I even commit that division is against God's will for humanity. When we look at our churches and the body of Christ, we see that Christians are vastly divided. Oh yeah, we claim to follow Christ, yet we don't allow his unity to dominate and flourish in our lives. White Christians are against black Christians. Asian Christians are against Hispanic Christians. Baptists are against Methodists, Presbyterians are against Catholics, Episcopalians are against Pentecostals, rich Christians are against poor Christians, male Christians are against female Christians, and unvaccinated, no mask wearing Christians are against vaccinated mask wearing Christians. So many divisions that we allow to flourish in humanity and unity in Christ is hard to come by. But I contend that we as Christians need to live up to the unity that Christ commands. We need to unclothe ourselves with division and strife and put on love and unity. I proclaim that if we are to be unified, then we need to focus on our elder brother, Jesus Christ. I still believe the words of Paul when he says, as many of you were baptized into Christ, having clothed yourself with Christ, there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. I still believe the words of Paul in Romans when he tells the people to live in harmony with one another. I still believe the words of Psalms 133, where it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Beloved, our challenge today in the 21st century is not to let our divisions overshadow the unity that we have in Christ. We must begin to walk in unity because it's why Christ came, and it's what Christ commands. I'm done now. I'm going to go ahead and take my seat, but I'm so glad that Jesus came into this world. We may have problems. We may have sickness. We may have death. We may have trials and tribulations, but I'm so glad that God could that did not withhold his saving action from humanity. And if we're being honest, we know that God could have stopped working on our behalf a long time ago. But is it anybody here who is glad that God is salvation? God sent his best son when he sent his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He acted on our best behalf when he sent his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I believe that's why we can sing that hymn, my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and his righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest frame the holy lean on jesus name when darkness hides his lovely face i'll rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil here we go when he shall come when trumpets sound oh may i then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone thoughtless i stand before the throne on christ the lily of the valley on christ mary's baby on christ the bright and morning star on christ the on Christ, the truth on Christ, the life on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand, so I do want to say thank you God for your action, thank you God for your presence, thank you God for your intercession, thank you God for your life, thank you God. Your provision. Thank you, God, for your salvation. Thank you, God, for your love. And when you recognize that it was the Lord who took care of you, you can see that hymn, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I oh, once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I know it's still Advent. Let's go ahead and have church. Is anybody here who's glad that Jesus came and died for your sins? Oh, yeah, I'm going there. Is anybody here who's glad that Jesus came to die for our sins? He didn't have to do it. He said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. So on a Thursday night, they walked him down the streets of Jerusalem, beat him and bruised him. But on a Friday, He died. I said he died. He died. But that's not how the story ends. Because on Saturday, he descended into hell, set the captives free. But early on Sunday morning, he got up for our salvation. Name. Oh I said in Jesus name In Jesus name Amen Lord have mercy
0: Lord have mercy Lord have mercy Oh come on let's give God some is our savior hallelujah to God we give the glory great things he has done Everybody, standing to your feet right now everybody stand to your feet to God we give the glory to God we give the glory great things he is doing in our lives great things great things oh my goodness when you hear a word like that that word ought to cause you to do some introspection. It ought to cause you to look inward and really, really ask yourself, have I accepted the true gift of Christmas? The true gift of Christmas is our risen Savior, is Jesus Christ. That's our true gift, our true present. And so I ask you today, As the doors of the church are open I ask this question have you accepted Jesus Christ in your life is he first in your life have you accepted him have you accepted the Lord as Lord over your life God is not about my things it's not about my house it's not about my car it's not about the presence around the tree but it's about your son Jesus Christ your son Jesus Christ the one that was given to us. And so the question is, have you accepted him? <laughs> have you accepted him? Have you accepted the gift that was given for you? I don't know about you, but I accepted him into my life. So as the doors of the church are open, I offer Christ to you to accept Jesus into your life. I, I offer Christ to you and I ask you, To just answer the question, have I accepted Jesus into my heart? Have I accepted him into my heart? And so we offer him, if you've never accepted Christ, then we offer in this moment an opportunity for you to come, come to Jesus through baptism. We offer baptism today. If you've never gone down and received baptism, we offer baptism to you today. But not only that, we offer, we offer, if you've been a person that's gone from church to church, church to church, trying to find where you fit, maybe you've settled here at St. Paul. St. Paul is a great church. So we offer church to you today. Why don't you allow this to be your Merry Christmas that you join the church? If you've never, ever belong to a church and you want St. Paul to be your church, then the doors of the church are open to you. We invite you to come. This word has spoken to somebody today. So I ask you to make a decision today for Jesus Christ. Join us today through baptism. And then you say, you know what? I've been baptized but I heard that word (laughs) and I want to join the church because of my Christian experience. Then I offer Christ to you. If you've gone all over Charlotte and you haven't found a church where you fit, then I offer Jesus Christ to you right now. I offer St. Paul to you right now where you can join this church through your Christian experience. You can join us today through baptism. You can join through even watch care. If you just uh, say, look, I'm just here for a little while and I've got to go back home and you want a place to join and to fit, then then we offer Christ to you through Watch Care today. If that is you, if that is you, we offer Christ to you today. For just a moment, would you close your eyes, bow your heads. Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Father, as your people are bringing this word into their hearts. This word about a destined savior, Jesus. God, I pray that the word tickles somebody's heart today. Help them to realize that they're nobody without you. Oh God, that they're just roaming around and they don't have a station. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will begin to realize that they need you like never before. Father, I pray for them. I pray for your people as their heads up how. Touch somebody's heart right now. Oh, God, somebody is wondering right now if they want to stop. They want to stop the run around Charlotte and they want to settle. God, I pray for them. I pray, oh, God, that they know that the doors of the church are open to them. That they may join us here and become a disciple here at St. Paul Baptist Church where they can continue to do the work that you have called them to do. God, we love you. We love you, God. Thank you for Brother Eric Thank you for minister eric god thank you for who you have made him thank you oh god anoint him right now afresh, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet god thank you for the word that you gave him to give to us today god we're going to leave here today leaping and jumping knowing we have been in your presence father we love you and we thank you amen amen if you are here today if you're here today and you want to join us through baptism, you want to join us through Christian experience, you want to join us through watch care, the doors of the church are open to you right now. Right now. The doors of the church are open to you right now. If that's you, and you're tired of going all over Charlotte, and you say, I want to settle, I want to, I want to go into twenty twenty two in a different way. I want to go into 2022 as a disciple. Oh, yeah, come on. I see you coming. I see you coming. I see you coming. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Come on right here. Miss Marilyn is coming. There's somebody else in here. There's somebody else in here. You said, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of running all over Charlotte. I believe I found my home. Oh, to God be give the glory. To God be give the glory, my sister. Is there anybody else in here who are, who's making a decision? We offer Christ to you today. You want to come on baptism? You, you have never been baptized before, but today is the day that you're making a decision. We invite you to come. And maybe you're here and you're just like this young lady. You want to join on your Christian experience? We invite you to come. To God we give the glory, to God we give the glory, to God we give the glory, great things he is doing, to God we give the glory, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, you may have your seats. My my sister, how you doing? How you doing? Could you come and tell me what your name is? Carrie Marshall, brothers and sisters, would you put your hands together for Carrie Marshall? She is gonna go with Miss Marilyn and uh, Miss Eloise. They're gonna take her in the back and get more information from her. But to God we give the glory. Is this not a wonderful thing? To God we give the glory. Come on, let's thank God for our preacher today. Hallelujah! That's right. Come on, let's thank God for him. Come on, let's thank God for Minister Eric. Today so proud of you oh we're so proud of him oh my goodness I know mama and daddy proud look at daddy over there Uh (laughs) uh-huh I see mama back there she all proud listen we are proud we are your family and listen listen I'm gonna tell you something you keep studying come on keep studying that's right keep studying because I see big things for you man Going places where God wants to take you, you go. Hallelujah. We are just so excited today because of the word through this young man. To God we give the glory. We're going to go home. We're going to go home and continue celebrating. Uh, Remember all of the announcements we've made. We're going to come back here for our watch night service. Um, our 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 New Year's Eve service, I should say. Um, because we're not watching midnight. We're going to be here at 7 o'clock. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I said, we're going to be here at 7 o'clock. We're not watching midnight come in or the new year come in. But to God, we give the glory. We thank him for all of the wonderful things. I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask the ushers to have your baskets. Because one of the things that I want us to leave here doing, if you were not given the opportunity to give, For Lady Pierce's birthday and for Christmas for pastor, you will have the opportunity as you exit today. The ushers will have their baskets ready to receive your offering. I see them running now. (laughs) As I'm saying, this is not planned, Um, but I want us to be able to give to our pastor. We love our pastor, don't we? We love our first lady, our first family, and we want to show them how much we love them during this season. So please get your offering ready and we want to show them just how much we love them. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you. Thank you for our worship experience today. Thank you for every person under the sound of my voice who is a part of this worship, either in person or they have joined us online. God, we thank you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your preacher. Thank you for the preached word. And God, as that word begins to permeate in our hearts, God, we're going to leave here leaping and jumping, knowing we have been in your presence. Lord, we give you the honor. We give you the praise for what we know. We know you're going to do in our lives. God, thank you for 2021. But, God, as we look to 2022, God, we want to go into 2022 ready and prepared because we have accepted your son into our lives. Now, God, put your blessings upon this worship today, upon everything that has been said and done, every song every preached word, every prayer prayed. God, you get the glory out of everything that has been done. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power and dominion, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Please remain seated as the others will dismiss you in their own way.